You're listening to episode 13 of the Nightingale podcast. Oh my goodness, you guys are in for a wild ride on this week's episode. This week's nurse guest is Lewis, also known as the trauma guy. You can find him wearing many hats and with a set of trauma shears always in hand. He is just a wealth of knowledge and just so much spunk and just such a great asset to the nursing profession. He also has a pretty badass job, so I'm so pumped for you guys to hear his story. But before we dive in to this amazing episode, I just want to ask you all to do me a favor. Go ahead and press pause in just a second and go and leave me a review if you are loving the Nightingale podcast. These ratings and reviews mean so much to me, and it helps us spread the word about the Nightingale podcast and let us land amazing guests like the trauma guy. While you're at it, go ahead and take a screenshot of you listening to this week's episode, post it on whatever social media platform that you prefer, and tag both me at the Nightingale podcast and the trauma guy. Hey friends, welcome to the Nightingale Podcast, a podcast for nurses, future nurses, and, well, anyone interested in the nursing profession. I'm your host, Dakota Falkowski, RN, BSN, and DNP student. Join us each week as I interview nurses from all areas of the nursing profession to uncover nursing opportunities that you may have not known even existed. You can expect to be inspired and maybe even a little bit motivated. The goal of the Nightingale podcast is to encourage you to think outside of the box, step outside of that comfort zone of yours, and reach for a fulfilling and unique nursing journey. So let's dive in and check out this week's guest. You never know, they may just have your dream job. Hey, Lewis, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here with us today. You are such a great influencer for the healthcare professions, for nursing, and just for so many people. So I am so excited to hear your nursing journey today, and our listeners are going to be so pumped. I'm an influencer? Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Dakota. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth with night shift and day shift and, and teaching nursing students and medic students. And I found the time to do this podcast with you, Dakota Nightingale. Let's do it. We're going to be saving lives, talking about my journey, talking about your journey, talking about all kinds of stuff. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. So, oh my gosh, you're already telling us you are just tackling all the things in your career and on the side, working your side hustle. So let's get started by just hearing like what brought you into the nursing profession, where your journey has taken you so far, and then what you are doing today. I mean, you know, my my journey is like a lot of people, you know, like their journey is just trying to figure out what they want to do with themselves. And, you know, I grew up in Miami and, um, you know, I'm the first one to go to college in, in my family. Uh, you know, I, I kind of grew up, uh, you know, with a rough crowd. I, I did the whole Miami thing. You know, I was, you know, pretty much didn't know what the hell I wanted to do with myself until I had an epiphany with that, you know, I wanted to go into the healthcare, um, you know, the healthcare field and, and help people out and comfort them and, you know, ultimately save lives. Uh, you know, so my journey is just, it's, it's like everybody else's journey is just, uh, you know, I started again, like unknown, 
like I was in, you know, this unknown, you know, world, so to speak. But I found my way, and, and once I found, once I saw the light, you know, I kind of went towards it, and now I'm just kind of taking advantage of it every, every chance I get. And, you know, because of the social media thing, um, nowadays, which is which is a new which is a new world, sort of speak. In the last you know five six years, you know my story. I'm able to tell it to uh, a lot more people. I have you know I have access to a lot more eyes, and you know they can hear my story. And you know I'm I'm lucky and I'm fortunate that I have a huge following of people that just want to learn about trauma, learn about nursing, learn about you know being a paramedic, you know learn about flight. And so I'm able to kind of introduce that, that you know, that world and, and give a little snapshot of, of what we do on a daily basis, you know, a behind-the-scenes look at, at, at what it's like to be a trauma ninja. And, and I guess people are attracted to it. Right. And I think that's what's so cool about your story, too, is that you got started kind of in this trauma like Instagram world by just sharing what you do. And that's what's so funny about nursing is that we don't really know what people's jobs entail outside of our own positions and so that is what is just great is just you're just sharing what you're doing every day and it just happens to be pretty amazing stuff and it's really intriguing and most people could never picture themselves doing it and for the people who could you're showing them that like you have this potential this is a really interesting part about healthcare. Well, I mean, that's the cool thing about healthcare. That's the cool thing about nursing. I mean, you could do so many things. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm fortunate to be like in a very, very, you know, qualified and very experienced trauma center, and I, I learned so much. And, I, you know, I, I'm surrounded by people that have been doing this for 30 years. You know, but the difference between me and them, or them and I, <laughs> is they are not. They they haven't tell. They haven't told their story, right? So. You know, for instance, a couple months ago, you know, I worked I worked with a trauma nurse. Her name was Kathy. She, you know, she she was, the, you know, this experienced trauma nurse, 30 years. She had all of these stories. She was a wealth of, of knowledge, a wealth of, of just experience. But nobody knows her story because, you know, uh, you know, in her journey, there's no such thing as social media. Uh, you know, so she retired, hung up the cleat, so to speak, and, and you know nobody's nobody can hear her her journey, her story, or or, or all her crazy experiences. I mean, I know them because she told me them personally. But you know, nobody outside of those the trauma center walls. You know, so that's the cool thing about you know this whole social media thing and and, and nursing. You do so many different things. I tell you what, when I when before I figured out that I wanted to be a trauma nurse or go into the trauma center or 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 be this trauma ninja, I wanted to be like a med surgeon nurse. I remember when I was <laughs> when I was in school. It was like my first or second semester. I was looking up, you know, what was the best job outlook, and and I guess I I, I sort of came across the medical surgical uh, floor or unit. And plus, I was doing my clinicals there, and I was like, oh my god, you know what? This is what I want to do. You know, I want to have five, six patients, and or seven or eight patients at a time, and multitask and comfort people, and you know, give meds and do all this cool stuff. And I was really excited about that, you know. And there's nothing wrong with the medical surgical floor. Trust me, there's nothing wrong. Those people are, those, those, those specialists, you know, they, they do some great work, you know. But fast forward 12 years later, I never even worked in a med surgical floor. I've, I've only worked in emergency services or, or, or in emergency rooms or ICUs and trauma units, you know. So it's, you never know what, you know, where your, you know, where your path will take you. And so it's funny. It's just how I started out wanting to be a med surgeon nurse, and now I'm like, 
you know, I have my hands around people's hearts, you know, doing cardiac massage and, you know, my finger in a gunshot wound every single shift. So it's kind of crazy. Oh, for sure. I totally agree with you. And that is like the whole premise behind this podcast is I'm with you. I'm the same way. I started out going straight into an adult ER and I'm like, yes, I'm going to be in an ER nurse practitioner when I'm done. Um, when I graduate as a BSN, I want to go on and do that. And I've totally kind of switched gears. I ended up back in the ER and I love it, but I ended up in the peds world, which I'm like, whoever thought that I would be doing peds, I really did not like it. So that is what is so crazy is who know you never know where you're going to end up. I know. I know. That's crazy. I mean, you, you also wear a lot of different hats as well. And look at you, like exactly how you said, I mean, you, you're now you're in the peds world. You never thought it. You know, so I, I mean, to be honest, I never thought I would have, uh, I remember at one point I, I canceled my MySpace account. I canceled my Facebook account. I was totally off the grid and I was just kind of doing my thing and working and, and, but I was experiencing all these crazy situations. I was like, Jesus, man, I wish I could tell my story. The only way I, got, I thought about was to write a book, but then Instagram came along and, 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 you know, Facebook obviously blew up, but you know, the whole Instagram thing just really kind of took it to another level. And, you know, I started it as a joke, uh, you know, for my friends and some of my coworkers kind of talking about, you know, some of the things we experience and just the satire and the dark humor of, of, of our world. Um, and now it's, it's blown up to, into this, this, this beast where it's, it's, I don't even, it's a whole nother, you know, it's, it's almost like a whole nother job. Um, you know, I do my, I swipe in and I swipe out in the trauma center and then, you know, in between I'm, I'm, I'm a dad, I'm, I'm a husband, I'm taking care of my kids, I'm trying to, like, you know, uh, take care of myself, and then I run this huge Instagram account where people are, you know, messaging me on a daily basis, you know, uh, that, you know, that I inspire them, that I'm motivating, motivating them to, you know, to pursue their dreams, and, you know, they're not giving up, they're not staying in their lane, they're doing different things, or they're asking me for advice. It's really powerful, and it's something that, you know, I, I, I didn't expect to be in this position, but now I am. And, and hopefully, you know, through these channels, especially like your podcast, where we're able to reach a lot more people, we can inspire and motivate, you know, more people to you know do things. It doesn't necessarily have to be about nursing. You know, it's just, you know, whatever, you know, sometimes some people, they have dreams and, you know, they, they come across some speed bumps or they come across some walls and they stop right there. And it's so unfortunate because you never know your potential, you know. And, you know, at one point in my life, I stopped and I hit a wall and I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do with myself. I thought I had a learning disability. I thought I wasn't smart enough. And you know what? I dug deep and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to, you know, make something of myself and, and, and prove people wrong. And, and now I'm like in charge of a trauma center. Or I'm in charge of a trauma unit. I'm literally like at the patient's bedside, you know, when they're on the brink of death and I'm making decisions alongside the trauma surgeons and the trauma team and, 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 you know, making decisions that's on behalf of a patient that's unresponsive, that's relying on us to save their life. And I can't believe sometimes that I'm on, I'm in this position and I can't believe how far I've come, but I hopefully that hopefully my story can resonate with somebody out there that's, kind of going through the same thing I went through and can, you know, maybe they can mimic it or, or replicate it and, and, and do something even better than me, you know, like, like, you know, become a physician or become the surgeon general or become like, you know, uh, the head of the, the, 
the American Nursing Association or something like that, something big, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully in my life, I, I, I hope that I'm able to do, like, at least one great thing, you know. So far, I think I, did, I, I have done one great thing, and I'm very proud of it, and I'll tell you that story later, but I want to do something great for a large amount of people, and, and who knows where, you know, what it's going to be. That's so cool. So I went off on a tangent. I apologize. You didn't. I, I no. It's so good. And you can hear it. And you know what? That is what inspires other people. That is what is motivating. And that is what has made you into this motivational influencer. And you're doing the public speaking and all of that. That is why. Because people resonate with people who are inspired and motivated and you can just hear the passion in your voice I love it and I love too how you said like I had these obstacles I didn't ever think I would be in this point and you just continue to make these steps in the right direction and this so I was just listening to a podcast and I love this quote and I just have to share it because I I think it goes so well with what you're saying they said obstacles are detours in the right direction so anytime you've fall upon one of those obstacles, don't get down on yourself. Just view it as your shifting path. And it's it's just one step closer into the right journey for you and the right path that you're supposed to be on. I love that. I love that quote. And that I'm quote. gonna I'm gonna take that into my I'm gonna take that into my arsenal of quotes and, and sayings. You know what I mean? I'm gonna use it, but I'll I'll reference you. I'll give you the credit. You know no. what I mean? But <laughs> Gabby Bernstein. <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. I appreciate it. Right. From this Miami trauma nurse to you, Gabby. I love it. But, um, you know, so I, you know, on a day-to-day basis, you know, I'm training all different kinds of people from different, you know, you know, I'm fortunate that I, I'm able to train different disciplines. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't only just train, you know, nursing students, um, you know, but I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm able to train, you know, outside of the trauma center, paramedics, EMTs, medical students. In some cases, I'm actually training surgeons and physicians in, in the specialty of trauma. You know, and I, I'm truly blessed. And you know, sometimes I, I, I sometimes I kind of have an out of body, an out of body experience, and I look at myself. I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm really in a fortunate position where, you know, I've gained all this knowledge from 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 legends in in this specialty, and I'm able to spit it out and regurgitate it in in a way that, you know, I I think really kind of sits and 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 really. You know the, the the students really absorb it well, and and you know they're able in turn they're able to take it, you know take it and do what they please with it, and and you know hopefully save some lives themselves. Um, you know so it's it's a cool period of my life, and it's very interesting, and and you know the students coming up to me and you know and thanking me for things that I do, or things that I say, or my experiences. It's it's a true blessing, and I, I'm I'm fortunate, and I really am. That's and, awesome. And you know so for instance, you know you calling me up to do a podcast is it's just another example of like this whole this world or, or this position that I'm in it's just you know through this podcast we're able to uh you know inspire and motivate and it's, it's really cool yeah and you know what I think too it's just crazy and this goes along with that is you just never know who needs to hear what you're saying and that's why it is so important for you just to put this out there and you have an interesting story. You have this passion and not everybody has that. So for you to be able to offer that is huge. And that is what we need in this profession is just to have people that continue to motivate and are open for questions and offer just unsolicited advice about things too that's just like you know what I've been here I've done this like let me help you try to like 
skip this roadblock if you can. And just stuff like that is just so cool. Yeah, I know. So listen, a few years ago, before I, and I'm going to give right now, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. A a few years ago, before I started this whole, um, you know, this whole Instagram, social media, you know, path, you know, I was, I was just, I swiped in and I swiped out, didn't have any social media presence. Uh, If I did, it was just personal, it was family. And I found myself going down these rabbit holes, right? And, you know, everybody's got a social media account. Everybody's, everybody's in their own world is, fam- is, is famous. And, you know, the whole bathroom selfie is, is kind of resonates very, you know, it's very strong. It's all over Instagram when you, hit a, when, you, when you click on the search bar. But from the beginning, man, I got to give credit. So my buddy's nurse Mendoza, you know, Katie Duke, I mean, you know, Nurse Mo. I mean, these people... These people are, 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 you know, they're, they're, you know, they kind of paved the way for people like me. Um, you know, Edgar is a friend of mine. You know, Katie's a friend of mine. You know, Mo, she's also a friend of mine. And these people are influencers in their own right. But, you know, before I started my journey, you know, I was listening to them and I was, you know, inspired by them and I was motivated by them. And, and they kind of, you know, they kind of uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, lit the flame or, or helped ignite a passion you know within me you know to, to for me to start something about you know the trauma world and, and you know and kind of to kind of talk about why i started the, this whole social media thing was i saw that there, there wasn't truly a, a like a real trauma person or a real trauma influencer out there and i feel like and i like i was in a position where where i was um you know i could provide good knowledge and i can kind of give a, a, a behind the scenes look of what it's like you know because when I was deciding what specialty I wanted to do or when I was kind of in, I, I couldn't figure out, you know, what I wanted to be or as far as the nursing world, um, you know, the only thing I knew was the med surge world. Back then there was, this is like, you know, this is 12 years ago. There was no Instagram, Facebook. There was MySpace, which, which was like, just like, you know, just for friends and stuff like that. And, and you know, and just kind of posting crazy pictures and, and everybody was friends with Tom or Tim. I don't remember his name, but, um, there was, you, you had no access. You had no access to these people. You had no access to, if you wanted to be a CRNA, you had no, there was no nurse anesthetist. You know what I mean? There was no, uh, you know, neonatal ICU nurse. There was no, you know, doctor, you know, Z-dog, or, you know, if you wanted to be an ER doctor, there was no, no there was no, those profiles weren't out there. So if you wanted to, you know, do some research on, about a specific specialty, you have to actually look it up in a book. You know what I mean? On the internet, and you can, you know, and back, you know, it wasn't as as plentiful as it is now. So there was no access. So that's the good thing about social media. Now it provides this access to, to all these different individuals, all these different experts. If you want to learn about trauma, boom, you could, you know, you could see something about the trauma guy, or trauma cam, or you know, if you want to learn about tourniquets, forget about it. There's all kinds of videos out there about tourniquets now. It, it, you know, so there was that wasn't available back then. You know, so that's the cool thing about the social media thing is that it gives you access to experts and professionals. And, you know, if, if you're that curious, you know, 15 or 16 year old out there that wants to learn, you know, about what it's like to be a surgeon, boom, you can access all kinds of people out there, all kinds of profiles. So it's an amazing time. Oh, my gosh. I so agree with you. I I 
totally agree because I I actually wasn't really involved with Instagram until kind of the podcast started. And I have just been so inspired in the last two months that I've been doing this. And it's just amazing every single day just seeing a new profile, a new nurse, a new student, a new entrepreneur, like all these different people. And it just is crazy how much it is so motivating. And the thing I love about it is you're not seeing these people on TV. It's so cool to see them in a space that is a social platform. So they just feel so real and they all are just going at this with open hearts and just are so approachable and friendly and just offering just every piece of them to just give people some inspiration back. So I just love, I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, with that being said, um, maybe I'll, I'll divert right now, but so with that being said, there's, 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 there's also a level of responsibility. So, you know, there was a, there was a campaign that went, that was, that went live and, and spread like a wildfire. It was called hashtag verify healthcare. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, mm-hmm. but it was, a. Uh, it was actually, a G, uh, I think it was, he's a GI physician. I think his name is Austin Chang. I'm not sure. I don't remember from the top of my head. But, you know, he started, I guess he, he had the same feelings that a lot of people have where there's a lot of experts out there, right? Yep. But when you dig deep, are they truly experts, right? Yeah. So, you know, am I, am I an expert? You know, I could be some, I could just be some fake phony janitor or something like that that's like, you know, uh, uh, twirling his trauma shears and putting on a scrubs and, you know, a scrub cap and some eyeglasses every once in a while. And I could say I'm an expert trauma person and nobody will even know the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the true people can, can know when you're truly kind of like, you know, full of it, you know, so it was a nice, it was a good campaign. I, I, you know, I ended up, you know, um, I ended up posting, uh, uh, something on my, on my profile, just to kind of, uh, you know, offer my education, you know, where, my experience, just so people know that whatever information I give, it's, you know, some of it's satire and goofy, but but it comes from a good place, you know what I mean? So with that being said, people have to res- people people have to know that if they have a big following, if they have, you know, 15 and 16-year-olds, or even anybody that's, you know, looking up to them as a source of information, they should be providing good information that's you know up to date, evidence based practice, um, and not kind of just you know fake or providing false information, because people will take your whatever you say, whatever you you write on your description of, of a post, they'll, they'll take it literal, and and you know they'll do that on their and you know on their floor or on their unit or whatever. So you gotta you know it's, it, there's a level of responsibility. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all for fun. You know, Instagram is fun, but uh, you know, and social media is fun. It's, 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 you know, it's for family. It's kind of for goofing around, but, but, you know, people take it very serious and it's very powerful. It's so powerful. You know, when I, when I post something, I mean, people critique it to the point where, you know, it's almost sickening. I have to actually put disclosures. Please don't write any, any, don't critique my post. You know, don't talk about, you know, why am I wearing sterile gloves or whatever, or if I broke sterility, you know, it's all this crazy stuff because they, they will critique it. Oh, for sure. I just give you so much credit for that because you have like in that role, you are opening yourself up for all the nastiness that we can sometimes see on someone who's on the other side of a computer or the other side of a phone who isn't 
isn't saying it to in person. And so I give you a lot of credit for that because that is really challenging. And it's a part that people you're, like you said, don't realize about, about it. You're, oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, I mean, I, I'm, I'm seeing, I see it now. I feel it now. I, you know, I feel it even in my own hospital, you know, some people, you know, who is this guy? Who does he think he is? It's all, it's, it's, it's normal. It's normal human behavior. Um, and then especially on, you know, in the virtual world, people, you know, you know, there's, there's a level of jealousy. There's a level of, of, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I know more than him. So you open yourself up to, to those kind of, uh, that kind of persecution. Uh, you know, I've seen it, you know, where, you know, some people say, hey, you're a nurse, you know, why are you talking about tourniquets? You know, like, or, you know, what do you know about it? You know, well, I'll tell you, you know what I mean? I put them on on a daily basis. I probably put those things on more than, you know, you know, more than half the people that are teaching it. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, you, again, you open yourself up, it's, you know, you expose yourself, you know, and then there's no way to protect yourself. There's no defense mechanism. So, but it's okay. As long as, as long as your goal, my goal is, is that, again, to motivate, you know, give some level of education to either a future trauma ninja or, or somebody that wants to go in this world or somebody that, that you know, just wants to, you know, do a little research for themselves or, you know, wants to feel a little inspired or maybe even down on themselves because, you know, I've gotten messages where, you know, people have, have just been down and out, you know, not, you know, given up and, you know, they saw one of my posts or, or, or maybe I posted something where I'm like approaching the helicopter and I'm like, you know what, damn, dude, this is awesome. Look at this career I'm in. I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. And, you know, and that resonates and, you know, they, they really see, they, they kind of like, they feel it and they understand maybe they're in that same position where they're in the bottom of their lives right now. But, you know, moving forward, maybe if they, if they see the light, they'll go towards it and not give up on their dreams. Cause it's all, if you give up, you, you, you gave up. That's it. Right. That's, that's the challenge right there is actually you're, you're your biggest challenge. Oh, I, I love that. That's so true. Friends, starting a new position is scary. It's frightening, it's overwhelming, it's exciting, it's all of the things. I know, I've started many new positions in my time as an RN. But really, it doesn't have to be as difficult as we try to make it. Through these experiences, I have gathered five tips to starting a new position and making that transition as smooth as possible. I have created a free guide for you as my listeners to make this transition as seamless as possible and allow you to really excel in your new position. So if you recently started a new position, you are going to start a new job, or you know someone who's going to start a new position, I mean, come on, you have to fall into one of those three categories, then head on over to the nightingalepodcast.com to sign up to receive your 100% free copy of the five tips PDF. I'm here to support you through all your new ventures in your careers, and I believe these five tips are going to do just that. So head on over to thenightingalepodcast.com after this episode and download your free guide. I mean, come on, what do you have to lose? So I want to switch gears here because you are known right. as the trauma guy. I get, super, I get super passionate about stuff. Oh, no, no. I So this is where you get to just tell us your journey because I you said you started from the bottom. I want to hear for those that are interested in your world who don't know what your world entails. Can you tell us where you started from? What kind of steps 
led you to where you're at now and what kind of that looks like? Uh, yeah, so a lot of people know this, but uh, I played baseball in college. I actually had a scholarship and everything. So baseball saved my life, to be honest, man. That saved my life, but really kind of got me on track. So I was really lost in Miami. And, you know, like I said, I, I grew up with a rough crowd and, and, and I did the whole Miami thing. And, you know, Miami, Miami chewed me up and spit me out. Didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, you know, after high school. I barely passed high school. I was actually second to last of my graduating class. But, um, you know, so I didn't know what I wanted to do. So, I, you know, I, I played baseball. I, I, baseball was, was, was my key to getting back on track. So, luckily, I was, a, I was pretty good, and I got a scholarship. I went to Tennessee at a little small junior college, and I got away from this whole Miami thing. I got away from this life, and, you know, I kind of really – got back on track and, and, and I noticed that I was actually pretty smart and, and I ended up uh, graduating with honors and I was actually the student athlete of the year and, at my college and it was, it was a great accomplishment for me personally. So when I came back to Miami, I, I you know, I, I kind of was going to go into podiatry, sports medicine. I was in the athletic training, you know, route at Barry, at Barry University in Miami, Florida. But I saw that there was a lot more school involved, you know, and I just kind of wanted to, I kind of wanted to get my career started and, you know, make my own money and just start doing things. So I ended up doing some research. Um, and I ended up doing some research as far as nursing. So I saw that the nursing job outlook was great, especially for men. I mean, it was like, it was, you know, to get into the program was, was very easy for, you know, as far as gender, <laughs> gender differences. I mean, you know, they, they, they had, they want to, they want to attract more men. So anytime, you know, a male, um, potential student applies, you know, you, you know, the, the chances of them being accepted is, is, is pretty good. So I got accepted within a week or two into the nursing program. I did my nursing. It was about a one and a year and a half, two years, knocked it out, graduated with honors again. I loved it. Uh, I knew that this was for me that I wanted to, you know, help people and stuff like that, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So, you know, I, while I was a student, you know, I was very eager, and I ended up becoming an EMT, which is an emergency medical technician, for those people that don't know. Uh, EMT in some states is a prerequisite to become a paramedic. So I, I was like, you know what, I wanted to maybe become an EMT, a paramedic, maybe become a firefighter. I, I, I always like to keep my options open. So because I became an EMT, I was able to get a job in a hospital. So I ended up getting a job in, you know, this very busy um, – one of the biggest, busiest hospitals in Miami. I got a job there. It's, it's also a trauma center. It's actually my current job as well. So I ended up getting a job as a tech, a patient care tech in a trauma ICU. Now, this is my first ever experience in a hospital. And, you know, I ended up getting accepted. I ended up getting the job. And so I was a tech in this trauma ICU. And I almost passed out the first day because, you know, they were doing this uh, abdominal washout at the bedside where they're pulling out intestines. And I was like, oh, I almost, I literally almost passed out. So, so and I remember I went home. I was living at my mom's house at the time. I went home and uh, I told my mom that I don't think this is for me. <laughs> but, yeah, look, 12 years later, I'm like, you know, working in the trauma unit right now. But, you know, so back to the trauma ICU. So I ended up working in the trauma ICU for a couple of years. And um, I got my nursing degree. But before that, you know, while I was, you know, before I got my nursing degree, I, you know, I used to I used to go across the street to the to this trauma center, this very busy trauma center on my break, and I used to go up to the sixth floor of the parking garage, and I used to sit there and study and you know just kind of like eat my lunch or whatever, and I used to just kind of where I was positioned, like I had a direct view of the helipad 
of the trauma center. So I used to see, I used to actually witness the, the helicopter landing, dropping off a trauma patient. And that, I think, is where I fell in love and romanticized with uh, my specialty, with the trauma specialty. And I remember I used to see that, that helicopter landing, and I used to see the, 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 the trauma team with their green gowns and with their, with their masks and their, their scrub cap and their glasses and their gloves. And they looked like superheroes coming, you know, approaching the helicopter. And the flight medics and the flight nurses used to come out. I, I thought it was just an awesome, just an awesome transition of, like, of just, like, life-saving skills, you know what I mean? And so I, want, I, I told myself at that time, I told myself I wanted to be a part of that team. I wanted to be a, 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 like a lifesaver. I wanted to be part of the trauma team. And so I set, my, I set a goal for myself, and I told myself that, you know, within five or six years, I wanted to be a part of that team. So when I graduated nursing school and I, got my, I passed the boards, there was no jobs. So I ended up having to get whatever job I can get. So unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't work. And you know, actually, you know what? To be honest, fortunately, I didn't get a job in that, you know, in that trauma center initially. But I ended up, you know, working around different ER emergency rooms around South Florida. These were non-trauma centers, you know. So for those that know, that don't know, an emergency room and a trauma center, you know, they could be two separate things. Uh, some ERs actually are trauma centers or have trauma center designation, and some emergency rooms do not have trauma center designation. So that means they cannot receive trauma patients. So. I ended up working in uh, a few trauma, a few ERs that were not trauma centers, or they weren't trauma certified. But it was great because I built my foundation. I learned about strokes, STEMIs, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, you know, I became a master of my craft in the ER. So I worked there for a couple of years, and a position opened up in the trauma ICU where I originally worked as a patient care tech. So I ended up applying and I got the job hands down the person that hired me was my was the manager that hired me as a tech and it was beautiful so I ended up coming back and everybody recognized me everybody remembered me when I was a tech I was very eager but now I was one of the I was actually one of the trauma nurses in the ICU so I worked there for a couple of years I also cross-trained in burns and so I was in the burn ICU I was in the trauma ICU and it was it was I mean it was a crazy experience because you you resuscitate uh, for a, long, a longer period of time, and you can actually, in the ICU, you can see the pathophysiology of the, of the, you know, these disease processes. You can see them kind of play out in the ICU, and it's really, it's a really good experience, you know. But, but I still had my eye on the prize. I still kind of, um, I still wanted to be in that one trauma unit that goes up to, you know, the helipad or receives the patients like right when they come in. Uh, so I always, you know, I always had that. That was always a bullseye for me. So I, with multiple attempts, I tried multiple times to, and I applied, and I was unsuccessful just because it wasn't my time, and I wasn't ready to be honest. But it was good; it was all good because I was preparing myself in the ICU. I was getting more knowledge as I was working in the ICU. You know, so fast forward four years later, I ended up um, applying one more time to the trauma resuscitation unit, and I got hired. Um, and you know, I was ecstatic, and I was that was where I wanted to be, and that was exactly. Five to six years from when I um, when I originally saw the helicopter landing when I was a tech standing um, you know across the street in the parking garage you know so it was a uh, it was a nice it was a nice feeling to be a part of this team and you know I really felt like I was I was
was uh, I, I succeeded and um, <clears throat> excuse me, and I, I achieved my dreams, you know. So now I've been there for five years in this trauma resuscitation unit, and it's been I mean I've I've gained even more knowledge, and and I've seen things that I I I, I can't even explain on a podcast. I can't even explain it in a on an Instagram account. I mean even when even when Nicole and Jemmy you know posts or Miss and Jemmy even when she posts. My my post. I mean, it still doesn't. It, the message still doesn't get across as far as like you know the things that we see in the trauma unit. You know, I work with a lot of special people. You know, so I mean, so what my jo- what my job entails now. Uh, hopefully, I kind of explained you know my journey in depth. But yeah. you know, kind of what it, what my job entails now is you know I'm on the front line of of like a, a trauma resuscitation unit. You know, and I work in. I happen to work in actually one of the busiest trauma centers in the country. It's actually uh, designated as an official Army trauma training program uh, uh, department. You know, it's the, the actual, it's the, it's the center where where the U.S. Army sends their medical teams to train before deploying overseas. It's a standalone trauma center. You know, it's, uh, which and this, a lot of people don't know this, but in this country, 99% of the trauma centers are are hybrid. So it's a trauma center and an ER, right? Yeah. Basically, it's a it's an emergency room with trauma bays. Right, so they receive all. They receive, you know, heart attack patients, stroke patients, all, you know, finger lacerations, and then they'll they'll receive a patient shot in the chest or MVC rollover. MVC stands for motor vehicle crash. But my the the place where I work and you know you know kind of my stomping grounds is is it's standalone. So what that means is the building is entirely designated for trauma patients. So from from the scene of an accident, like, or from EMS, everything gets filtered. The only thing that gets filtered into, you know, my center are, is just trauma victims. Um, and that just, that's because of, and that's just due to the uh, volume in Miami. Miami is very busy. As far as trauma, the trauma specialty, Miami is like one of the busiest, you know, trauma, um, you know, per- trauma, uh, uh, Trying to, I'm trying to find the right words here. I've kind of been rambling on, but it's, it's one. It's a very busy city, basically, and it provides a lot of trauma. It provides a wealth of trauma, and you know that's just. I think that's due to Miami. It's you know, it's, it's Miami. You know what I mean? There's South Beach. There's all there's people hanging out. Um, you know, this is a melting pot of different cultures, and people are coming from different. You know, all over the world. You know, they they don't understand the driving, the rules of driving. So we have a lot of accidents. And unfortunately, we have a lot of penetrating injury. So penetrating injury means gunshot wounds, stab wounds. So I'm very familiar with the, um, you know, the the, the traumatic victim from a uh, from a gunshot wound or from ballistics um, or stab wounds. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> but <laughs> consider it a good thing. So that's, and that's the reason why I think um, I'm very passionate about what I do, and I'm very passionate about when I teach others, you know, this specialty. That's crazy. No, that's so cool. Because I think it's so true, like you said, that people don't realize I mean, I'm even working in the ER world. And I've done a little bit of different things at other hospitals, and I didn't know any of that. So it's cool to hear that you have that trauma, because even all of our hospitals around here, and I'm in Illinois, there a lot of them are are just ERs with trauma bays that we have just one big team. So it's not a separate trauma team. So that sounds amazing. It's a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a cool thing. You know, it's a crazy world, man. I mean, I tell you what, we, we experienced some pointy things and, you know, you know, one of the, one of the main things I like to talk about is, is kind of the, the, how do we cope with this stuff? Right. 
how do the people in the front line, how do they disconnect? How do they, you know, how do they joke around or how do they go home to their families after dealing, after dealing with the, the things we see, right? Like in the ER, like how do you, when you go home, you're like, it's like surreal. You're like in another world, you can't believe the things you just witnessed, but it's reality. And these, this is what people, this is what nurses are going through. This is what ER doctors and paramedics are going through on a daily basis all over the country, all over the world. And again, they don't teach you in nursing school or they don't teach you in medical school. Like how do you, how do you cope with these things that you, that we, that we experience, you know, as far as the, uh, the life and death factor or, or, you know, what happens when you, what happens when you connect with the patient very, very strongly and then they expire on you, you know, like it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing, um, you know, I, I don't mean anything. I don't, I don't mean no offense by that word, word amazing, but it's an amazing experience. It's, it's like as far as the, the human journey of, and, you know, and, and life and death and, um, you know, because I'm, I, I witnessed it, I witnessed it firsthand, like right in front of me, like literally I, I, could, I see when people, when people take their last breath and, you know, and, and the, the, the team is there around the patient trying their, trying their best to save their life. And then, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we're unsuccessful and, and that's it. You know, we call it, we wrap them up, put them in a body bag, put them in the, in the, in the body room, call the medical examiner. The medical examiner picks them up, takes them to the medical examiner, and then talk to the next patient when they come in and, you know, okay, what's for lunch? Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's almost like, it's almost like uh, demented in a way. Like, I almost feel sometimes like I'm like, uh, I'm so numb, like my feelings and my emotions and... Again, that's. I think that's what I try to um, highlight and try to try to give to my audience, I guess, so to speak, or my followers through my, you know, through my my various platforms or whenever I talk publicly. I like to keep it real. I love it. It's so true too, because I I'm the same way. I sometimes I see things or I something bad or big trauma comes into our ER and it's not a good outcome and we all like you said you just have to move on and sometimes I feel like we're zombies in that way that we just can continue to go on and like you said laugh or discuss something else but like it's our protective mechanism like we couldn't come back and do it tomorrow if we sat and dwelled on it or just continued to just think about it. And I think that is what makes the trauma world, the ER, that environment so special is that not everyone can handle that. Like, obviously, you're having death and things on the floors, but not usually in that capacity. So I think it, it does make a, it's a special person to, to do that. You know, through all that darkness, you know what I mean? Through all that drama and all that, um, you know, all the, all the crazy things we go through. I mean, I, I'm fortunate. I'm, I experienced so much cool, so many cool things. It's, 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 it's great, man. Cause you know, we do, we do actually, we are successful, uh, you know, a large part of the time, actually, you know, our success rate is one of the highest in the country as far as like mortality. Like when you come in through our doors, your chances of surviving is higher than, you know, some other trauma, trauma centers locally, but, um, and, and actually in the nation. So that's cool. So, you know, when you experience these, these cool, these saves, oh man, that, that's what makes, that's the fruit of our labor right there. You know, when, when a patient comes in through the, through those double doors and they're wearing plain clothes and they're, they're walking and not on a stretcher, that's man, that is an awesome. And they give you, and they give you a hug. Oh, mm-hmm. forget about it. You know, that's like one of the coolest feelings in the world. Um, you know, I, you know, and I've been fortunate where, you know, 
you know, we've done, you know, we've collaborated with, with uh, like through my, my facility, we've, we've, we've connected the trauma nurses and the trauma team with, with like survivors and we've gone out to dinner with them and, you know, they're telling us, you know, all these amazing things they've done after, you know, after their, you know, their, their experience, their trauma experience and after they survived and they've gone on to do all these cool things. And it's like, wow, man, my, my IV, my little 18 gauge or 16 gauge IV that I put in to give like, to give blood because this person bled out before they got to the trauma center, you know, really did something. Or, you know, or maybe my, you know, my, the meds that we gave or the decisions, the, the uh, decisions we made, you know, at that time when they came in really, really made a, made a difference. And it's, it's very powerful. The things we do in this, in this specialty, man, nurses are very, nurses are on the front lines in all aspects of healthcare, not, you know, the med surg, the medical surgical oncology, you know, the physicians, you know, God bless them. They make very tough decisions and, they, you know, they ultimately they run the show, but, you know, the nurses are, you know, they make a decision, they leave, they go on to the next patient or they go to their office or whatever, um, you know, but the nurses are there, you know, with them, holding their hand and, and comforting them and, and answering their questions. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the physician will come in and, and you know, give them the diagnosis or tell them the plan, but they, they don't speak in their terms or they don't speak in their language and, you know, they walk out and the, the patient has no idea what the hell the doctor just said or, or this provider just said. And, you know, the nurses are there to kind of explain it. You know, hey, listen, this is what's going on. You know, you have, you know, you have this abscess or whatever. You know, we have to scan you or, or we have to take you to surgery or easier your, you know, this, this, this is going to be, these are some of your choices. You know, and the nurses, um, you know, they're very special people. And, and, you know, we're in the middle of, we're in the middle of providers physicians and we're in the middle and we're in the middle uh, of we're in the middle of, of physicians and patients and we're, we're caught up in the middle mm-hmm. you know and we're right there we do all the dirty work and it's a it's a, and that's why a lot of that's why a lot of nurses in this country man you know you you'll find them saying that they don't get paid enough right you know yeah. we're, we're paid very we're paid pretty well but you know sometimes according to the when you think about the, the work to pay ratio Sometimes you're you're putting in some real tough positions where you're just like, wow, I really do not get paid enough, you know. And it's, it's the things we do, and you know, it's kind of like the work the work matrix or the labor matrix, like you know, our our day to day, you know, duties or operation. It's just it's really intense. It's not like an electrician or a plumber that goes and changes a pipe or changes an outlet and goes home, you know. I'm like no, no, like we're like we're dealing with a two year old that you know got hit by a car and now has a traumatic brain injury and okay now we got to now we got to take him to cat scan and we got to tell the parents that hey listen you know this kid's brain dead you know and it's all over the country it's not just me that's all over the country right oh my gosh yeah i think that's such a good point too that we as nurses something drew us into the nursing profession like we could have chose a million other healthcare degrees there's so many different things out there but nursing is so unique in that we really are on all sides and all aspects of that patient's care. And we, we chose it for a reason and we all put up with, if we even think we're working too hard, we would do it over and over again because we love it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, uh, again, I keep on referring to like this time in my life. It's, it's, it's really cool. I've, I've, you know, nursing and, and, social media and, and, and telling people stories, you know, everybody has a story to tell. And now, now you have an outlet to say it, right. 
you know, now you have, you know, the, the Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm a perfect example of that. You know, people recognize me when I go out to the mall sometimes because they follow, they follow me on Instagram. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, years ago, I was just, you know, nobody knew who the hell I was, but, you know, it, it, it really isn't about that, though. I don't, I really, I can care, I can care less about being recognized. You know, the most important thing to me is that, it, you know, that I could change somebody's life or, or maybe provide some education that, you know, that that person can use to save somebody, somebody else's life, you know. But yeah. again, it, it's, again, I, I'm, I keep on harping on this cool and really amazing time in my life. I mean, I, I am collaborating with Leatherman Tools, you know, a major company. I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse. I swipe in, I swipe out. I'm in a, I put in IVs and give blood and, and I do see, I do, you know, cardiac massage and CPR. And I'm, I collaborated with a huge company, Leatherman, that makes these awesome trauma shears. And, you know, and, 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 you know, I wouldn't have had that opportunity without, without these different outlets out there on social media. Um, you know, I'm collaborating with, with Dickie's Medical Scrubs. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking all over the country. Uh, you know, I have these awesome opportunities out, out there, and it's, it's really cool. And, you know, I'm on a podcast with the Nightingale. I mean, come on now. Right? <laughs> I think that's so cool, too. Just a great example, just to keep your opportunities open, just be willing and just open-hearted to take on anything that this journey leads you because you have no idea where you could end up listen i have a i have a new mantra my new mantra now or my new saying is don't stay in your lane do not stay in your lane you know so i like to keep my options open i've always been like that i have an entrepreneur spirit also so that kind of helps me and you know i'm not i'm not afraid to talk to people i'm not afraid to talk in front of people um if i don't know it i'm not going to blow smoke up your ass and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't know it, you know, like, you know, and that's, that's also a key point for people now, you know, that's a, that's a key, that's a, that's a good thing to follow. You know, if you don't know, if you don't know the info, don't, don't fake it. Yep. I'm stealing that now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. It's so true. So can you tell everybody how they can connect with you, what you have coming up, where they can get involved with your, just your story and what you're doing? Yeah, so they could follow me. You know, obviously, I have my Instagram outlets. Uh, I, have, I, I, you know, I'm on Twitter, not as much as Instagram. I have a Facebook account as well, thetraumaguy.com. Or the, I'm sorry, the Trauma Guy. On Instagram, I'm the Trauma Guy as well. Um, you know, so as far as up, upcoming things, I'm always, I'm always uh, being offered uh, different opportunities to speak uh, for nursing schools, for different organizations. You know, I, I take them. With a grain of salt, yeah, obviously I have a I have a full time job, so you know, and I you know I got I'm 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 pretty busy as far as my schedule, but uh, you can see me like collaborating with Leatherman uh, Leatherman Tools. They make the uh, the Raptor trauma she- trauma shears. They also make multi uh, multi tools, the skeletal rebar, you know, etc. Uh, you can you you'll probably be seeing me a lot more um, rocking rocking uh, the Dickies uniforms or Dickies scrubs. Because I collaborated with Dickies as well, so you see me in those outlets or those, you know, those platforms as well. So, and then again, you, you know, you're gonna see me on Instagram, you know, maybe, maybe doing a random, you know, tactical trauma course on a Tuesday, <laughs> uh, just because I don't like to stay in my lane and you know I like to learn different things. <laughs> or you might see me doing a YouTube video. I'm gonna dabble in YouTube pretty soon. You know, you know a lot of how-to videos, kind of uh, teaching. Um, 
the trauma ninja ways, so to speak, and um, and maybe a couple how-to videos about you know how to how to utilize your your trauma shears, your raptor trauma shears. Uh, you know when when you're in front of a trauma patient, how, you know how to expose the patient, how to utilize the ring cutter, how to you know do all these different things with your, with your tools. Um, and there's you know just basic basic uh, tips and tricks of how to become a trauma ninja or how to maintain the trauma ninja skills. Oh, that is so cool. We will stay tuned because that sounds amazing. I want to end the podcast with hearing. So I just started doing this. I have actually, so when I named the Nightingale podcast, I named it and ended up realizing that I had Nightingale bird tattoos. So it was a crazy, weird realization. So I want to hear, do you have any tattoos? If so, what are they? If not, what would you get? Wow, that's awesome. You have, you have nightingale birds in your back, and then your podcast, coincidentally, is called the Nightingale. Yeah, creepy, huh? <laughs> that means something. That means it's mm-hmm. a special. So I do have tattoos. I have my middle name on my back. I have, uh, like, some, some like, roses on my, my left inner bicep with my son's name. Uh, so now I'm actually my next project that I'm going to work on. I'm looking for a tattoo artist that's like local in South Florida that I can collaborate with. And, you know, to, to do basically, I want to, I want to do either a half sleeve or a full sleeve on my left arm and, you know, do some other work. So, uh, I'm trying to think what ideas, like a lot of people are like, Oh, you should do trauma shears, you know, <laughs> you know, that sort of, sort of thing. Or like the, uh, or the caduceus, you know, the medical caduceus. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, for sure, I got to get my daughter because my daughter, uh, you know, she's younger than my son. You know, I haven't, I haven't put her name on me yet. <laughs> Every once in a while, she, when she sees my tattoo, she's six years old. She'll tell me, "Daddy, how come you, how come you have, you know, my brother's name and you don't have my name?" So, oh no, <laughs> it's, a work, it's a work in progress. That you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking for a good tattoo artist. That's what I kind of want to tell her. So. Very cool. But um, finish. I want to finish a sleeve and and you know work on some more stuff. I love I love tattoos and I just you know I think um I, I think the only reason why I haven't got them or finished my you know my the work that I want to get is just financial reasons. It's just you know if you want good work you got to pay a lot of money. So right now I like I I'm big on prioritizing my life, prioritizing patients, and prioritizing you know things for my family. So. Um, you know, I, I concentrate all my finances on, on my house and my kids and, you know, their education and, you know, my wife and stuff like that. So um, when all that's done, I'm going to get tatted up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. The finished product. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Seriously, we are so honored to have you on here and just hear your journey. And you are so inspiring. And I can't wait to see where your future takes you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate everything you're doing. You have a, a, a nice podcast, and hopefully, you know, it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger and blow up, and hopefully this, this podcast spreads all over the world, and, you know, and basically people can show me their shears. That's the goal. That's my dream. So share with all your friends if you're loving it. It's, it's going to do amazing things. Boom. We're going to do big things and we're going to save lives while we're doing it.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Nightingale Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe so that you are getting weekly notifications when the new episode comes out. And while you are there, I would really appreciate you leaving a review. And maybe your review will be featured on an upcoming podcast. You can check out all episodes at thenightingalepodcast.com or on Facebook at The Nightingale Podcast.